Good evening, church. It's good to see you again. Of course, I could see you. Uh, remember, uh, tentatively, May 24th, okay? That'll be our uh, outdoor service on the parking lot behind the Christian Family, Christian Fellowship Hall, okay? Uh, remember uh, the guidelines that I posted, um, six-foot distance. Uh, we've had questions about some that can't walk as well and would be special places for them to park. We will try to arrange that. Uh, there's not a whole lot of those, but if you'll call and let the church know, we'll try to get you one reserved if you uh, have trouble walking and different things of that nature. Uh, tonight, I wanted us to uh, look at uh, one of my favorite passages of Scripture from the Old Testament. It's in Exodus chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. And I've uh, entitled it, uh, Go Forward. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp at uh, Pi-Haroth, between Migdal and the sea opposite Baal-Zephon. You shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And then we drop down uh, to verse 10 of that same chapter. And it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better to serve uh, the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to, Mo, uh, said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the day and just ask that you would guide our study and that your word will come alive and touch our hearts. Father, wherever we are spiritually, I just ask you to meet us there, that you would minister to those who need ministering to, that you would comfort those that need comforted, that you would challenge those of us who need challenge, and Lord, that uh, you'll convict those that need convicted that your way will be done in our lives and we, we, will be, we will bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Uh, these people are sort of in a fix. We know this as you read on as the division of the Red Sea and the, them cro crossing over and the Egyptians being destroyed. But you need to understand that uh, sometimes... In life, uh, God lets us go through difficulties. I'm not saying he brings the difficulties. I'm not saying he creates them. But he allows us to go through them to test our faith, to grow us in our faith. Faith is, is a walk. It's a journey. Uh, in the Old and New Testament, we walk by 
uh, faith and not by sight. And that, that can be something that's very hard to do. As a young Christian, I always wondered, you know, God, you, you say you have these things for me, but why can't you just give them to me? Why all the struggles? Why all the hardships? And, and a long time I didn't understand. And you see, uh, sometimes the problems turn out to be some of the greatest events in our lives. For instance, uh, if you're a baseball fan, one of the classic baseball Baseball shots comes from the 1975 World Series. Uh, NBC captured Carlton Fisk jumping up and down and waving his arms, trying to stay uh, the hit to stay fair for a home run, and it did. And it became one of the most colorful close-ups played again and again and again for years and years. But what most people don't know, if the cameraman had done his job, if if he had done uh, what he was supposed to do, if he, was done, if he had done what he was instructed to do, that shot would have never happened. His job from his angle was if there was a hit to follow the ball, to just follow the ball. And you say, well, wh- why didn't he follow the ball then? It seems that he was up in where they had the camera behind the, uh, the sign post there. And, and as he was there in his little cubby, uh, he was noticing a big rat. And the rat kept getting closer, and he'd get close, he'd run off, and get close, he'd get run off, and it was bothering him. So he could look at, he couldn't follow the ball, but he could follow Carlton Fisk and, and keep one eye on the rat and one eye on Fisk. And that's how he captured that classic moment with Fisk running down the first baseline, jumping up and down, and sort of trying to wheel the ball for a home run. And it happened that it did. You see, sometimes we encounter problems like that rat. We have no idea how they're going to be resolved, but because of them, we may see God work in a really special way. And and without those problems, we probably wouldn't see uh, God work uh, in our lives in such a way to teach us. And that tells us that as God's people, we have to live by faith. God's people have to live by faith. And so, how, how does that happen? First of all, you need to understand that we, re, we, we need to remember the power of God. The power of God. I think these people had forgotten the power of God. Look at verses 10 through 12. Then Pharaoh drew near to the children of Israel, and they lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Now, they cried out there does not mean they cried out in faith. They were moaning. They were grumbling. They were complaining. And then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. I don't know why. They panicked. I don't understand how they'd so easily forgotten. God had just led them out of 430 years of slavery in Egypt. They were dying daily there from the harsh treatment that they had as slaves. Their their labor meant to be under a heavy burden, to be squashed down, to be ground under. 
And they've been crying for deliverance. And God heard their cries and sent Moses. And by God's hand, not Moses' hand, by God's mighty hand, by his power, over ten mighty plagues, he had brought Egypt, the greatest nation on the face of the earth at that time, to its knees. They didn't have to do anything. God's power released them. You see, sometimes we're like that. We forget about God's power in our lives. Think about it. Here they are. God has already explained to Moses what he's going to do. And basically, if you looked at a map, they're on a little peninsula. Okay, it juts out into that Red Sea. And so they're surrounded by water and except one part of land. And Pharaoh and his chariots and his army are screaming down upon them. And they panic. They panic. Forgetting about the God who had helped them. They panic forgetting about the God who is all powerful. They panic forgetting about the power of God. Do we forget about the power of God? It's sort of funny that we forget about power. Uh, the classic thing that I read about power was one of the New Year's Day Rose Bowl parades in California, and uh, it the whole thing got held up because somebody forgot to fill the float, the engine that pushed the float, full of gas. Well, you said that's terrible. What's that so funny about? Well, because it was a standard oil company's float. So you have this huge company with all these oil reserves, all this gasoline all over the world. And they don't have the power for their float to move because somebody forgot to fill up the power. Somebody forgot to fill it with gasoline. Now, have we forgotten that we are a people of faith? Have we forgotten that prayer leads to power? Have we forgotten that when we pray to God and trust God and follow Him, that His power is promised to us? Have we forgotten in the midst of this pandemic and everything shutting down and all this kind of stuff that it's not going to be by might, it's going to be by God's power that this ends? Have we been praying for it to end? Have we been praying for our, our leaders in Washington? Have we been praying that God would gain glory? Have we been praying for Christians around the world in worse shape than we are? Have we been praying for our nurses, our doctors, our firemen, our police, our first responders? Have we been praying for each other? Have we forgotten that God's power needs to be unleashed in the United States in a special way to bring us back? To our God, to bring revival. Personally, have you forgotten God's power? Many across the nation have lost their jobs. They need God's power. Many have lost loved ones. They need God's power. Many are lonely, sick, and afflicted, and they need God's power. Don't forget. Our God's power. The second thing that I see, these people have forgotten God's presence. God's presence, yes. Look at verse 13. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. He gives them three commands. Stand still. 
Okay, or three commands. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, shall you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And that's what he's saying there. You've forgotten God's presence. Now, think how ludicrous that is. God has left us. God's not going to help us. Oh, we're going to die. Here comes Pharaoh. Oh, my goodness, Moses. Why did you do this? It'd been better to die in Egypt as slaves than to die in the wilderness. You still would have died. You're dying free. But you're not going to die. He says, don't be afraid. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. They're hemmed in. And the word he uses there for salvation means to broad open place. No restrictions. They'd forgotten God's presence. How could you forget God's presence when he's been leading you by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night? Do you realize the pillar was still there with the Egyptians coming on. So we read on in this story. As they start to cross, the pillar goes between them and the Egyptians. It's light on their side and dark on the Egyptian side. And he holds them off until they cross and the Egyptians pursue. And then he's going to win victory. God has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. That means ever. God has promised that he works all things together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And that purpose is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. In the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of everything we're going through, in the midst of family problems, in the midst of financial problems, in the midst of death and sorrow, in the midst of sickness and disease, in the midst of joy, in the midst of happiness, in the midst of blessings, God is always with us. We must not forget his promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. His presence is with us. Moses basically says, have faith, stop complaining. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. God's with us. Stand still means to be silent. Don't run. Don't fight. Let God handle it. I don't know about you, but that's the hardest thing for me is I always want to try to handle it. I want to pick it back up after I supposedly leave it with God. I, I want to try to arrange things like, God, if you just work this way, it'd be perfect. And God says, no, you leave it alone, and I'll work it in my will because I'm with you. I know what's going on. It sort of works like this. If you've forgotten God's presence... Stop for a minute and look around the room where you're in and see how many things you see that are blue or green. You count them. Is it one, two, three, five? Maybe you have forgotten they were there. Maybe you just hadn't noticed in a while. And it's not that there aren't blue things or green things around you. It's just that you are not tuned in and sensitive to seeing them. It's like when you buy a car. And it doesn't have to be a brand new car, but it's new to you. And suddenly driving around the road, you start seeing all the other cars of the make and model just like yours that you hadn't noticed before it were. It's not that they were not there. It's that you were not tuned in. God's presence is that way. Sometimes we don't see him moving and working because we haven't spent enough time in prayer and Bible study and service to see God move. And when we start tuning into the things of God, we see his presence and his power. 
And we see him moving in our lives in special ways. Are we tuned in to God, church? Have we decided what God is up to in our lives in the midst of all this going on? Do we see him moving? Are we tuned in? You see? Do we give up and grumble when things get hard? Or do we trust that God's presence is still with us and say, God, this is hard, but I know you've got this. And do we move on in faith? I'm not saying that's easy. I'm saying that's what a faith journey is. It's hard, but you trust God's power and you trust God's presence. You trust God's promises. The third thing that these people did is they forgot purpose of God. They forgot God's purpose. Look at verse 15. Lord says, why do you not, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And then he tells Moses to stretch out his rod. The sea divides. The children to go over on dry ground. You see, Moses was sort of getting upset and he knew what God was going to do, but he expected God to do it in a different way. He says, why are you calling out to me? Tell them to go forward. The only way forward was into the sea. I doubt that slaves had a lot of experience in swimming, and if they swam in the Nile there, they had to watch out for crocodiles. And and so I'm not sure it was a popular pastime. And now you're talking about swimming across the sea. That does not sound like fun. That does not sound reasonable. That does not sound like anything. Go forward, Moses. Yes, go forward. So they get the command to go forward, and it's then that Moses stretches out his rod, and the blast of God's nostrils, as they sing later, the wind of God comes and separates the sea. It's heaped up on either side, and it dries out the ground, and they go across. Why? Because God's purpose was not for them to die there at the Egyptian hand. God's purpose was to gain glory over the Egyptians. God's purpose was to deliver them to the promised land to keep his promises to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, their forefathers. God does not forget his promises. God does not forget his purposes. And he gives us the opportunity and the privilege to be a part of his purpose. God's purpose is be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. I will be lifted up among all the nations. Jesus said, go ye therefore into all nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all my commands, whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. God's purpose. God is not slack concerning his promises, but is long-suffering towards us, that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Does that mean I believe in universalism? No, they're not all going to. But it's his purpose is that as many as he has called will be saved. And saved there is broad open space. You may be in confinement now. You may be isolated now. But your soul is freer than free if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's coming a day when all these problems, all these pains, all this sorrow drops away. And we see Jesus and we bow our knees to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we give him the praise that's due because his purpose was to get us from this life safely to the next life. 
And he, by his power and his presence and his promises, will accomplish his purpose in our life. His purpose is not just our little mess here. He cares about that because he loves us. He numbers the hairs of our head. He doesn't even uh, not see a sparrow fall, and we're more valuable than a sparrow. But his purpose is what is divine, the big picture, his kingdom marching forward. That's why we say to pray for our missionaries, to pray for those around the world who are suffering persecution, to pray for those Christians we'll never see. And we have a part in that when we give our tithes to the church and some goes to the, the International Mission Board and it supports full-time missionaries around the world. And, and we give to Lottie Moon and then it, we give to uh, Annie Armstrong for North American missions and we give to Dixie Jackson for state missions. And, and all the people that are saved because you give, you have a part in that. You're fulfilling God's purpose. You're working where you are. You're witnessing where you are. You're having an impact on your community where you are. You're, you're really in your Jerusalem. But your word, your actions, your deeds are going to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We need not to forget God's purpose. See, in the first verses I read, in verses uh, 3 and 4, I think it was, God was reminded of God's purpose. I'm going to gain glory over Pharaoh and his armies. You see, uh, we would remember... To have faith in verse 15. Don't be afraid. Stand still. God's going to do it. And the children of Israel had to exercise their faith just as we do. It's not enough to say you have faith. Anybody can say you have faith. You have to prove you have faith. Go forward. Walk towards the sea. Watch what God does. Practically, here's what that means. You keep going the way God said in the direction he said until he changes your direction. You keep doing the things God said until he changes what you're supposed to do. You just walk in faith, obeying God. You see, we need to understand that. We need to ask ourselves, are we going forward? Are we doing what God said to do? Are we following the purpose he has for our lives? Alexander the Great uh, was called Alexander the Great because he did great deeds. He was raised to do great deeds. He's one of the greatest generals we knew and led Greek to become a worldwide power, Greece. But when he landed on Persia, he knew it was going to be harder than anything they had done to defeat the Persians and to conquer that land. They had to have purpose. As soon as they landed, they unloaded all the ship's stores. Everybody was sort of longingly looking, so it said, look good. And then he had all the boats burned. He said, there's no way home. You either fight and win or you die here in this land. They fought and they won, which was their purpose. You're going to fight through the trials of life with faith, with Jesus, with God's power, God's presence, God's purpose, God's promises. Are you going to lay down and whine and murmur and grumble? These people were known as grumblers. They ultimately rejected the promised land because of grumbling. Still with the same things. There's giants in the land. They'll uh, kill all of our women and children. We're grasshoppers in their sight. They were saying, look how big they are. Joshua and Caleb were saying, look how small they are compared to our God. Go forward. 
And we're going to go forward. I don't know what it's going to look like after this or how long this is going to take, but we're going to go forward believing our God. So grab a hold of God in faith, and let's go forward, church. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the challenge. We just ask that you'll guide us and direct us, and that, Lord, your will will be done in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. See you next time. Bye now.